we should uh, we should make this fast because we don't know how long our um, our SSDs are going to last. <laughs> wait, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I've got an important question to start off today's show. Oh, okay. Do either of you have Scott Forstall's number? Because I need to get in touch with him. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that I have Scott Forstall's number. I don't know the context for this. So you guys are going to have to explain because uh, we have a listener. You're, you're busy all day and Lex never gets to hear the news. And so John and I make jokes and the jokes aren't funny, Lex. <laughs> no, but but we have a listener question from Rebound Prime from Mahir who says, do you have Scott Forstall's number? I had no idea why I was asking. But now you said the same thing. Well, do you? <laughs> no. All right. Well, fine. <laughs> Because who? Uh, which case was this? Was this the? Was it epic? It's epic. Yeah, yeah. They they tried to subpoena Scott Forstall, but nobody can find him. <laughs> which I think is not quite the case. The answer is the the number. Apparently, Apple has claimed that whatever number they have for him is an old number, and they have no other way to get in touch with him. <laughs> but maybe he reads Apple blogs. Now he knows. I enjoyed this mainly <laughs> because it was the second story this week I saw about an Apple executive. Apple executive. Potentially getting lost. Just call Apple executives excrement. Is that what just happened? No, I just I just mess up my words. Don't pick on me. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Mean. (laughs) There was a story about Tim Cook going to the for all mankind set, and I know this is not what was meant by it. But Rod Moore's like, oh yeah, he totally got lost among all the old computers and really getting into it. But when when the headlines just say Tim Cook got lost on the for all mankind set, (laughs) I just envisioned him in a room full of giant computers going, "Uh, this is Tim. Help. Yeah. Well, could happen. Now that you've you've made such a nice segue, Dan, I do think it's important to note for our listeners who don't yet know that uh, this episode of the Rebound is brought to you by brand new Rebound shirts. If you don't even want to wait in here anymore, you can go to reboundcast.com/shirt and you'll see the new shirt designed by John Moltz. He's if you're going to get somebody whose name sounds like John Ish to design something, you want Moltz. <laughs> not familiar. Not familiar with his work. It'll be worth a lot more once he's dead. Just let's be clear. <laughs> oh great <laughs> which could be any day now should we describe the shirt or should we just encourage people to go look at I, it? can we even describe the shirt can you distill that would it not take a thousand words i'm not sure i think you should go i think they should go dan, and look. Paint, dan paint a word picture for us <laughs> well uh i would say this is tim and i would <laughs> say good morning <laughs> That's that's all the ex, that's all the explanation they need. Really, I don't think it that's needs the, anything. That's else. the shirt. I think that's it. That's the yeah. shirt. That's, that's the tweet. The shirt. But seriously, in all in all seriousness, go to reboundcast.com/shirt and check it out. If you're a Rebound Prime subscriber, you should have gotten an email that tells you how to get a, a discount on the shirt at ten percent. A couple of you have emailed me to say, yeah, I didn't see the email until after I bought the shirt, but keep the extra three dollars. So thank you. Now my kids can you know eat. But um, <laughs> once again, but no, seriously, that was what was holding the back. It's good. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. I'm concerned. My kids eat shirts. Is the point? <laughs> you should stop that. <laughs> they, they, eat th- they eat three dollar bills. <laughs> the worst. Which is part of the problem. Which is a whole other problem. Yeah, I mean, that's, oh, yeah. there's a lot going on there. There's a lot mm-hmm. going on there. Yeah. So, are you guys desperate for Apple to emulate Spotify's premium audio offering that's coming soon, so you can oh, pay more to get higher quality music streaming into your ear holes? I literally no. just talked on the radio about this, <laughs> and I was like, I can't tell the difference. I have never been a lossless music person because I, 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 yeah, I can't tell. I honestly can't. I can yeah. tell the difference if I'm listening on wired headphones, really attentively, and like that's all I'm doing, which is 
basically never how I listen to music. If I'm on Bluetooth headphones or using whatever speaker is nearest me, it just doesn't matter. Right. Right. I mean, it's usually that's, it's that's, like that's how I listen all the time. It's like when you try to diagnose like your network problems, and you're like, ah, I'm only getting you know x megabytes per second and you know where where is the bottleneck there right and the bottleneck on most of these is if you're listening in crappy speakers or crappy headphones then it doesn't matter how lossless your movie are if you're me and you're listening on crappy ears again <laughs> doesn't matter right that's what i'm saying yeah that's what i'm saying i'm not concerned you're not concerned <laughs> it would not be a day that i would remember forever okay okay i'm glad that you're not that's concerned i was worried when you would be concerned because i'm not sure what you can be concerned about <laughs> concerned that they're not doing it you know uh, okay that part okay yeah. that makes sense that would you know i'm not i'm not sitting around well yeah it's not keeping me up at night what is keeping you up at night john oh you don't want to know where is scott forstall <laughs> why won't he return my calls yeah what is, scott, what is scott thinking of is scott thinking of me <sighs> this is scott <laughs> i don't know what his voice sounds like kind of a nasally voice i feel like i don't know <laughs> I, yeah, I couldn't couldn't begin to do a Scott impression. I was going to say that it uh, reminded me of when John and I and Paul Cafasis did a presentation at <laughs> Macworld Expo. Every time Scott's name comes up, it reminds me of that. <laughs> literally, all I can think of is we mashed, we did a, like a morph, half morph between his face and Johnny Ives' face. <laughs> it's hideous. <laughs> we created a monster. I think Nevin did that for us, didn't he? I want to say did we he? had... I, I don't have these skills to do that. I know. I don't remember where that came. I don't remember where the image came from. I just remember it was it was very frightening. Yes. I don't think any of us had the skills to do that on our own. So I think we might have outsourced yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, it's terrifying. You just should be yeah. glad that you don't have those nightmares is all I'm saying. Be, be glad that Scon 4 Ive was put down as the monster Scon that it was. Scon 4Ive. That's right. <laughs> uh, this we- has been another segment of Private Memories with Dan and John. <laughs> We're doing a clip show, right? Lex, let's talk about something you do know about. I don't know what that is. You should tell me. Oh, <laughs> podcasts. I don't know. No, um, what about we? Well, I, I alluded to the SSD thing at the beginning of this. Yes, this, you did. This very episode, but uh, we should probably talk about the SSD thing. I think Dan is the resident. I, well, although oh, he, me? he was great. He was ignorant of the problem this morning <laughs> to a certain degree. I mean, I'm always ignorant of the problem until I'm not. <laughs> uh, Go ahead, Dan. Break it down. Oh, for no, us. I'm not doing it. This is not on me. We're talking about something Lex knows uh, about. <laughs> oh my god well so there was a, a story that uh i think mac rumors reported on for us yeah that people on twitter and on the mac rumors forums were complaining that m1 Macs seemed to be doing a lot of writing to the hard drive over uh, a small amount of time and the idea is there's a finite number of times you can write to a ssd drive which is what's built in irreplaceably <laughs> in the bad sense of irreplaceably mm-hmm. in uh in an m1 mac and um there were you know little uh command line apps you could install to check and my number was obscenely high um my mac mini which is only a few months old has had 62.7 terabytes of data written to it which seems like a lot <laughs> i don't yeah. know it's like a high number yeah but it's the percentage used you know the percentage of life used that's the uh, of... yeah according to this report it was five percent <laughs> Which yeah. doesn't seem good. Yeah. No. It's worse when you run that and it's your life expectancy. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I don't want to run it. That's smart. <laughs> now, I'm super, as you would expect, not an expert on this and what it all means and et cetera. But um, you know, some folks in the comments are like, this seems to be happening to all M1 Macs. Some people think that it's maybe happening more to minis. Some people think it's related to the limited amount of RAM that you can put in these. I don't know. 
and, and some people are saying this happens to Intel Max too. Right. So and some people know. are also suggesting that some of this could be a discrepancy between how how the the file system or whatever is doing this work and what the the diagnostic tools are reporting. I had um, one Twitter follower reply who worked at Embedded Hardware, and he said. You know, we, we wrote the low-level code, moved data around on flash drives, so we didn't wear out transistor sets over 10 years. He says he wouldn't worry about it, and it's like sometimes data gets moved unnecessarily so that we're not writing to the same transistors all the time. It's not the right count that kills you. It's the concentration on one transistor. So those extra writes could just be those moves. Mm-hmm. So essentially the data constantly being moved to avoid overtaxing any particular portion of the SSD, spreading it around which may not, you know, may look bad from a diagnostic tool, but might also right. actually be something designed to prolong it. So there's yeah. a lot of stuff that's unclear. Well, it gave me a heavy feeling in my heart just now. Well, just, just tell me how I'm supposed to word my lawsuiting as Apple. Okay? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I, I ran it when Dan, you sent us that link this morning, um, and it was at 62.7 terabytes. And I ran it again just now while we were talking several hours later, and it said 63.7 terabytes, which would be an increase of one terabyte in the past several hours, which seems, again, that's... like a lot. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. And I ran it on mine. I compared it on my iMac, which is three and a half years old, to my M1 Mac, and it was definitely lower. You know, on the on the um, the M1 Air for sure. And I ran sort of the percentages, and it's like it's not unreasonable in terms of the amount of stuff there. And I've certainly used my laptop a lot over the past couple of months. But yeah, it does seem like maybe it's a little high. But whether or not it's an impact, I mean. Mine said one percent of the the you know total lifespan, and I was like, well, if you extrapolate that out guy. after two months or whatever, or three months, I've had it. Uh, this laptop will be toast in like twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, maybe don't sweat it too much. I think yeah. what's 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 the interesting part about it is it will be. There's a good chance I'll be toast in twenty years too. <laughs> no, <let's... laughs> let me just run that command on molts over here. Too bleak today. Just bleak enough. Just bleak enough. What will be interesting yeah. is to see if Apple actually bothers responding to this, right? Like, because now it's sort of caught on and people are talking about it a lot. Will Apple bother saying like, hey, this t- these diagnostic tools don't represent it? Or is there something they need to be looking at? Because if it is ratcheting up the, you know, speed at which your drive is dying, then that will be an issue at some point. <laughs> so who knows? I don't know. Just God. to be clear. Not me. Well, here's the good news. You know, we mentioned the T-shirts already. But there's also this whole Rebound Prime subscription situation. And people who are members of Rebound Prime, besides getting discounts on shirts, also get to submit questions. E-Man just wrote in one of these words that I like to have Dan pronounce instead. How do you pronounce this company's name? Xiaomi? X-I-A-O-M-I? Xiaomi? Sure. Xiaomi recently announced their Mi Air Charge technology or their My Air Charge technology. E-Man, can you send me words I can read? But Xiaomi announced their MI space air charge technology, which is able to wirelessly charge devices a few meters away at five watts. As someone, it's two letters, Lex. How much easier can you make it on you? As someone not planning on having kids anymore, <laughs> I'd love to see this on Apple devices. <laughs> this was a rumored tech from Apple a few years ago. What odds do you give of Apple implementing something like this for the Apple Watch, iPhone, Mac, etc.? It seems pretty wasteful, E-Man, is my guess. Like... I I appreciate the idea of being able to charge a thing all the way. They actually make this for um, my car. Like there's a third party that lets you just drive over a floor mounted charging thing that's not directly but can charge your car or whatever. And there's so much waste in it. I have to spend, you know, you have to spend so much more um, electricity to get the same level of charge that it just didn't seem worth it to me. Yeah. 
But I don't know. If the technology gets better, then sure, I would imagine Apple. Yeah, I mean, wireless damn. wireless technology has been, you know, wireless power technology has been something that's been worked on for decades. I mean, Nikola Tesla worked on this back in the early 20th century. Uh, and then he built a car. Um, that's how so, it So sort of the inventor of the balloon. <laughs> you rub it against the rug and then, you know, anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a cool idea. And it certainly finally shuts up all those people who are like, uh, magnetic induction charging is not wireless charging. There's still a wire technically attached. Uh, and <laughs> I would take it just for that reason. And shut up those people. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I think Apple would love to do something with because they hate wires. They hate them. They hate the wires so much. <laughs> fiery passion. But I, I think I think that they are probably they'd love to do it. I, I don't know whether or not they'll get around to it. But yeah, I think it depends on how effective is it, right? Because that's a great point. People talk about that with even the induction stuff. Is that it's it's less efficient than plugging in a cable. So are we just wasting more electricity? Probably. But you know that's kind of on brand, at least for us here in the U.S. So let's keep rolling with that. Uh, well, now that Moltz is back, <laughs> we will pose the following question to him. This is from. Raffi Paffy? I don't know how to say your name, but if that's not how you pronounce it, you should. I want to start out by thanking the excellent hosts on this podcast for their fine work. I think that's me and Moltz. Second, my question is specific <laughs> sure. to John Moltz, but I'm sure you will all chip in. Not only is this man really good looking, but it appears that he mostly has stayed at home during his work career, except for a few years in corporate IT. With the pandemic and all... A few years? <laughs> you know, 17... <laughs> I have been spending my time working from home, and I really enjoy not putting on more than a t-shirt and sweatpants. How has this fine gentleman made a living? It's an open secret <laughs> that he has been offered nice positions at Apple and declined. <laughs> you are all awesome. Thank you for brightening up my day. Yeah. So I think the question is, how do you make a living? <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the question, the answer is not very well. <laughs> Who says I do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I resent the question. <laughs> That I, that I actually successfully make a, make a living. Um, yeah, no, I, I worked in corporate IT for, for like I said, 17 years. Um, and, uh, and then I finally quit in 2012, I think, early 2012. Yeah, I'm so glad in like you quit. nine I'm glad nine you quit. Years It was ago. killing you. Like, nine years like ago, smoking. like today. No, or, or some, sometime around this, this period, this time of year. And, um, and I was able to do that because my wife went back to work. <laughs> So that obviously helped quite a bit, but you know, I do, I do these little podcasts, um, which make a little bit of money and I make shirts. So you should buy a shirt. <laughs> you should definitely buy a shirt, but I also still write for Macworld. You have to kind of squint to see me, um, over there, but, um, you can, you can find me over at Macworld sometimes. I don't believe and it. Well, That's do. I don't know. I don't know. Every once in a while I get a, like a, like a freelance little gig i've done some i was just gonna ask do you freelance anywhere else too like do you do yeah you yeah i mean i've done some some dan and i did some security writing stuff for that's true uh, a company and then uh, i've also done some uh copywriting um for some advertising stuff so i don't know but buy a shirt nobody cares how lex and i make a living so it's fine <laughs> well <laughs> we know what lex does do we <laughs> I, I don't mean, really understand does it. anyone <laughs> <laughs> gotta be honest not sure not really sure what Lex does. Now, uh, what we were we were talking about um, listener questions, and one of our listeners, who is a Rebound Prime subscriber, submitted a question via Twitter. And so I need a point of order from you two. Are we willing to answer a Rebound Prime question that wasn't submitted through official Rebound Prime channels? I think that's, a, that's an abuse of power. Is, I'm worried about it. I'm worried about the precedent it sets. I am too. All right, John. If you want to say I see that question, John, you got you to gotta submit it through the proper we channels. Know, we know he's a member, so just use the form so we can avoid these troublesome morality <laughs> questions. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have to check everybody who tweets questions at us. Yeah, really. That seems yeah. like a lot of work. 
have to check against the list of thousands of subscribers. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I know Dan has started the new season of For All Mankind, Molts of You. I have, yeah. There's only one out so far, right? Yes. Oh, that one episode. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes, I, I have haven't seen it. seen it yet, but are you guys liking the new season so far? It's good. It's all right. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I think it was about as good as the previous. I've seen more. Of I, I have questions about some decisions that were made in the, um, in the episode. I think some people made some mistakes, but, um, true. Dan seen more, more episodes. I have, I have seen oh, yeah, more episodes. Oh yeah. All that's, <laughs> well, I'm doing a podcast about it and apparently I got screener access, which was very nice. And uh, yeah, I've seen a couple more of them, and it's good. I will say it gets it gets even better as it goes along. I think the first episode sets up a lot of stuff. You've you've never gotten screener access for the stuff that we cover on Biff. <laughs> never. This is the first time I've gotten screener access for anything. <laughs> I I see. I, I I don't want to tell you. I see how it is. I don't want to tell you. If Apple started making superhero shows, maybe we could do something about that. I'm surprised they don't have a superhero show, right? Like I'm everybody a else surprised does. about that too. I don't know what they would get, though. I mean, I think Reese Witherspoon's character on the morning show is a kind of superhero. I'm just going to put that out there. That's a weird thing to think. (laughs) I think it's strange. We don't know that she doesn't have superpowers. Mm. I don't know know where you're going with that. Speaking of uh, Apple TV stuff, there was a bunch of uh, there was like, I guess they had their press event last week. So they posted like a trailer with a bunch of the forthcoming stuff, which announced, among other things, the Ted Lasso season two will come this summer. And I just Which saw, seems surprisingly early, and I'm very glad to hear it. Yeah, I mean, it can't come soon enough, I think, is what we're all agreeing. Indeed. Actually, I would even say this. You know, uh, there have been a lot of TV shows with, you know, different approaches to their current season. You know, shows that are especially on broadcast TV. And in some of them, there is a pandemic. In some of them, there was a pandemic. And in some of them, there's just no pandemic at all. I think I am firmly in team. There's just no pandemic at all. Like, I want, even if it's dramatic TV or whatever else, which Ted Lasso is, is you know, has drama, but it's not a drama show. I'm okay for my TV to be in a world where I don't have to think about COVID for yeah. 22 minutes yeah. or whatever it's, it is. It's right, a weird yeah. balance, too, because sometimes I'll be watching shows and thinking, why aren't they wearing masks? But I also am thinking about that about shows filmed <laughs> years ago. <laughs> yep. So, like, and I, yeah, well. I have been enjoying on some TV. You'll Like, there was a, I love the show The Goldbergs, which I think is just really brilliantly made. And they were flying on a vacation, and there's, like, their family on the plane and, like, two other people on this plane and it's a full plane set. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, oh, they just want to put more people in there. That makes sense. And they don't acknowledge it in any way. They don't say, boy, here's a bizarrely empty plane with nine passengers out of a 200 passenger jet. But like, yeah, okay, fine. They're filming it during COVID and that works for me. But I don't mind that. I don't mind if, if Ted's really far away from beard, like do what you got to do, but I don't need masks. That's my only request. They, F- they didn't film, it all, film it all on the pitch. <laughs> yeah. Outside. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. It is football, after all. This is true. Surprises. Yeah, we we've mentioned this before. Surprising little, surprisingly little football in this football show. There were some other things in there that I was kind of interested in seeing when they actually come out. I mean, I don't think they spent too much time on the um, foundation. Is the other big one that I'm really excited about seeing. Although I don't think they have a lot of footage from it yet, but. It yeah. seems like the catalog is starting to get like considerably larger between stuff that they both sort of commission and stuff they've bought from other places. I've watched now the first, roughly the first half of Tehran, the spy drama they put out a few months ago, uh, which is clearly something um, produced by uh, an Israeli company and that they bought the rights, you know, essentially the U.S. rights for. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's not bad, it is, but it's, it's interesting to watch their different approach, right? Because they're both buying up movies and shows that are produced by others and then you know bidding against the likes of 
Netflix or Amazon or what have you, but also sort of developing stuff in house as well. Yeah. And I, I mean, listen, I hope they keep doing it. I, I, I started feeling recently. No, I think they're going to give up, Lex. I think they're just going to toss in the towel. <laughs> I, I've been feeling recently like there's an overwhelming amount of stuff that seems good to watch. And instead of feeling like overwhelmed by it, I'm just like glad. Like I will never run out of stuff. I will die before I can watch all the things worth watching. And I'm just fine yeah. with that because it means I'll never run out. What else can I do? I can't watch it all, so I'm just going to make sure I like this shit I'm watching. That's right. my problem. Yeah, I mean, yeah, growing up as a kid who was a fan of science fiction, it, the, in the 70s in particular, it was kind of a wasteland. I mean, after Star Trek was over, you could watch you could watch Star Trek over and over and over again on syndication. But, you know, and then Space 1999 came out and I was like, OK, that's all right, but it's not <laughs> it's not terribly great. Um, but, yeah, between Star Trek and Star Wars, it, there was just this horrible void of of garbage well, the 90s was also a sci-fi wasteland but for like totally different reasons there was just too much it was all like shitty syndicated stuff like yeah, andromeda yeah, and right yeah there was a lot yeah. of bad stuff yeah but you had, you had a bunch of star stars treks yes we did treks to the stars yeah. regularly and they were all right they're you know i mean for it's the fine. most part they it's were fine. pretty good it's fine yeah. listen i'm fine with stars trek or star treks but i don't think i can handle stars treks that seems like too many <laughs> sounds sounds like you got a problem there well i don't think you get to pick so ask your doctor no if <laughs> stars treks is good for you guys excited about the possibility of a march apple event there's already started to be some rumors about whether or not that's happening uh mark german put the kibosh on what march 16th i think was one rumor but that's not to say that there isn't another one potentially yeah. coming seems a little on the early side for more so, max but, but who knows yeah. they've done they've done march stuff before it's pretty pretty common we'll just get we'll get you know an hour of tim cook's march madness bracket picks <laughs> It's going to be Auburn. It's going to be Auburn all the way. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> well, that was a letdown. <laughs> all right, I can't believe he's strung that into an hour. That was not Jesus. surprising at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, what are there new there are new iPads? The iPad Pro update is the one that I think lots yeah. of people are speculating about because obviously right. the Pro was not was sort of given a lackluster update last year and then the new iPad Air came out and it was much more better. Yeah, much more going on there. So everyone's like assuming a big iPad Pro refresh is on the way, but yeah. I don't know. I saw on Twitter the, the, a lot of people were talking about uh, the iPhone 13, and, and it was like I was yeah, clicked it was on trending. It to see what the heck was that about? Like, why is iPhone phone 13 trending? And it seemed like there were a bunch of people who were very confused and thought that it had been released. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was wondering that as well because I, of, I guess it. just because it was trending, and there were pictures Dan, about you that. You were wondering if it had been released. <laughs> no, I was wondering about whether or not what the heck people were talking about because they also were yeah. comparing yeah. it to like. Uh, I'm Sam's, always wondering that. Uh, okay. Lex is not here to contribute to the show. He's just here to make snide comments from the Sun Peanut Gallery. <laughs> well, is that any different than the other? That's week? fair. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Come on. Uh, doing our picks. Oh. <laughs> I, I play. I mentioned this. I mentioned this. Um, I'll, I'll do this for the general public now that because I think I mentioned it on the uh, um, bonus episode last week. Uh, but Kitty Letter, which is made by um, the Oatmeal, and uh, it is it is delightful. I've played a lot of it now, and um, I have thoroughly enjoyed it. And it wasn't a deer that did something rude, uh, or no, it wasn't. A, I think I said a goat. Um, it was. It's actually. It's a deer that that walks in and and poops poops little power ups that you can use. And now, if if you're having trouble understanding, because I, I I legit did have trouble understanding what the episode. It's Kitty Letter. Kitty Letter. Yeah, L E T T E R. Word battle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's a spelling. You know, they, they give you they give you a, you know five to seven letters and you have to make as many words you know it's like boggle and that that sends cats out um that help uh defeat your neighbor's cats who are coming to attack you 
I um, just like real life. My my pick is is ridiculous, but it is a legit pick for me. Uh, just this morning, uh, my daughter Sierra was complaining to me that she is still mad that the developer behind Flappy Bird never updated Flappy Bird, pulled it from the store, and it doesn't work on <laughs> phones, and she misses it. And uh, I was like, I'm sure there are dozens of knockoffs on the App Store, and uh, we tried all of them, listeners, <laughs> like all of them this morning at breakfast. And uh, the one that is the best is Faby Bird colon the Flappy Adventure. Faby F A B Y baby with an F because you know. But it's great. The app store is broken, right? We're all agreeing on that. The app store is broken. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of it, well, yeah. Go go ahead about that. But it is a fine recreation of Flappy Bird. It's good. Um, That's it. But speaking of speaking of that, I think Apple did respond to a lot of the concerns that have come out recently um, about which we had talked about. I think last week um, the 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 kind of crappy apps that are on the store that are basically just screwing people wasn't their response something like we're doing the best we can yeah 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 they did recognize the problem but um it seems like they need a more systemic approach to what's happening well they need a they need an answer that's not here is our answer they need an answer that's like we're gonna do better and here are the things yeah. that we're doing to improve mm-hmm. and it felt very much like they just were like it's hard yeah, it's well, <laughs> it is hard. I'm not disagreeing with you that it's hard, but you also if only have, they had enough money to yeah, eleven billion dollars. Then you know, yeah. fine. Yeah. I don't know. It's it remains their Achilles heel. I think is the is the tough thing because uh, so much of the other stuff they do is great, and this is one thing in which they really aren't. They they have a lot of problems, and it you know between this and them with the, in the ongoing epic court case, there was a funny bit last week where they. Uh, they're trying to somehow I guess they were trying to get Steam involved in this case where because they were trying to compare I think market shares or something like that. So they went to Steam mm-hmm. and were like, give us all of your files. <laughs> and, oh yeah, right. And everyone right. was like, uh, that's a lot. That's like way too much. You can't ask for that. And they're like, no, seriously, give us all your files. <laughs> and I think <laughs> I mean, I am I'm not a lawyer, but the the up essentially the long and short of it seems to be you ask for way more than you're gonna get, and then you you take what you can get. So I'm sure they will get something out of it. But it was pretty funny that they just like went in for asked for like a bunch of stuff. I just kind of feel like if you're <laughs> and, in a position and they to also ask asked for if things. They had, if they had Scott Forrestal. Yeah, do you guys have Scott Forrestal somewhere? <laughs> What's in the cafeteria for lunch today? Uh, how do you feel about the, this? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Did, did you write that one down? <laughs> how do no. you feel about this? The episode day. You know, <laughs> it's a lot of work to carry the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> oh my god poor dan it's rough i wish we could get back to those gem moments like when we talked about you and paul and nevin mergan doing fun things for (laughs) the show's getting a little bitter huh expo i um speaking of steam i have been recommended i don't know if you guys have played this probably i would say i would guess i would guess most certainly um lex you have not played this but possibly dan um is a game called valheim i've heard about this and i was excited to try it and then realized it's not on the mac Oh, okay well i haven't heard of this i do have a pc sitting around yeah, so i may give it a try and a, i think it's windows has, and has, linux has recommend, a friend has recommended it to me highly so yeah um, windows and linux I want, only i like... think i saw which, but it looked okay. cool i was super it, like i was reading a review of it i was like this seems really neat i would like to play this and then realized we're back in that era where i can't play any of the games i want on my mac yeah <laughs> well i'll try it out and let you know thanks yeah i keep trying to just download random um apple arcade games to see if I like them, and typically the answer is no. Really? I, 
I want to know, do you guys have an opposition? Because for me, a thing that's an instant no for me is if the game only goes to landscape on my phone. Like, that doesn't work for me. No. Do you have uh, that? That's fine. Issue? No. Depends, if the no, game's good. If the game's good, then I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, I mean, it depends. And it also depends on the game. Some games I would rather they be landscape yeah. and not. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't think I want to play like Super Stickman Golf in portrait mode. That seems weird. That seems yeah, odd. I, just, seems I don't play weird. that one on my phone. I only play that on my iPad. Uh, so if it's, if it's a game I'm going to play on my phone, then I, I want it to work in portrait. That's it. Um, yeah. It is kind of I, a weird I, thing. Like the different, I mean, I, there are certain games that I play most, almost exclusively on my phone and certain games I play almost exclusively on the iPad. And I don't know. I, I feel like it's just a weird set of circumstances that cause right. that sometimes like like it's not it's just where i it's happen like to start it first perhaps. sometimes and then yeah that's that's it starts to feel like it belongs there yeah like right. i think if my phone were as tiny as molses then i'd be more open to <laughs> it's also i mean it's also true that most of the games that i play on my phone are you know like word games or sudoku or things that are not um you know you're not missing out on anything by not having it on a larger screen I did see, Dan, that the New York Times crossword app uh, fixed your bug with the keyboard. They did fix the tiny keyboard, which, thank God, because it, it was making it very hard to finish, <laughs> finish my crossword. My fingers are too fat. Problem. <laughs> <laughs> but so, like, I almost always do the New York Times on my iPad. I hate having to solve the crosswords on my tiny little phone. I don't mind that. I, I agree. It's, molses, it's hard to type even on the normal size keyboard on the iPhone 12, but it was definitely worse for the tiny keyboard. I used to do it more on my iPad, but I found that, I don't know, I generally have my phone with me, it feels like now when I'm doing the crossword, and my iPad's like in another room or something. We will do, because Kat and I do the Sunday together, the Sunday puzzle, and that one we'll do on the iPad, because uh-huh. sharing the phone is a pain. <laughs> it's too small. <laughs> Too small. I was going to say, you mentioned the Apple Arcade games. I tried playing that one, uh, Lumen, which came out a couple weeks ago, which was like a puzzle game where you bounce light around with mirrors and stuff. I yeah, I don't know. It, it felt like there wasn't a lot of there there. Like, it felt like it didn't have a lot yeah. of substance. Right. Like, I have I noticed like that with games, some but... certain... Like, they look nice, but they're not super yeah, deep. Yeah, I mean, I played like 20 levels yeah. of it, and I'm like, A, it's not particularly challenging. Like, it doesn't have quite enough challenge. It feels like you can almost figure out the answers by just like tapping in some random places at times. And I, I wanted a little more push back from that. And then it doesn't really, didn't really feel like it evolved past, past a certain point. Like they introduced like one new type of thing at some point, And then it kind of just plateaued. And I was like, well, it's not really, it's not really doing anything new or interesting. I feel like I've played the same, I played this game now and I've only played it for like an hour, but yeah. I feel like I've basically seen everything you I have mean, to I offer. I kind of wonder if the, if the, the, if the problem is the business model, because they get a bunch paid a bunch of money by Apple to create this thing, but they don't have a lot of like incentive to continually make there be buzz uh, yeah. about it. Particularly, right. I mean, they pre I mean, they like, pre-sold it, right? Really, to go that extra to go that extra mile to make it something that pe- people really talk about and um you know spread by word of mouth, because that's one of the only ways that you can actually make a successful yeah. yeah. I think it's a great point. The app store these days. That's a great point. Like it, it's hard. It's hard to sell it when it's something people get for quote unquote free, right? Like not even like yeah. a free you, game, and you, but it's, and you get paid the same. You get paid the same regardless. I assume I don't know as what far the, as I know what's the back end deal. Yeah. Is that true? It's not based on usage. I don't know. I I don't know the answer to that question. Maybe maybe that maybe it is. Maybe there is a back end. But I assume it. because Apple is funding some of these games too. Like they, I think essentially they uh, somebody said they were acting as a studio in some of these cases. Because they right. want to have the the topic, they yeah, want to have the and content, kind of, right? That's kind of what I'm thinking of, right. right? Yeah. So I'm sure there's incentives if you do really well, you know, and your game takes off. But yeah, it's not. It's a different sort of 
system for you know encouraging developers yeah i don't know that's an interesting point i think that's a challenge with a lot of these sort of all you can eat gaming services in some ways i mean maybe it's different if you have a game that exists on multiple platforms or multiple services and you're trying to draw more attention to it like across the board but when it's an exclusive it feels like it kind of ties your hands a bit right and I guess my assumption is your motivation to want to promote it is the same as like if you've already sold the series to Netflix, like you want to get the renewal. You want people to watch it because right. you worked on it. You want them to ask you to make other shows. So like <laughs> you want to get the renewal that they're going to give you for okay. two seasons and then cancel. Well, that's it. the thing with Netflix, right? Especially like they their business model <laughs> seems to be two or three seasons. In most cases, they're not yeah. renewing stuff longer than that. Yeah, I, I actually am really enjoying a, uh, a show that I already know only has one season. Everything sucks, which is from a few years ago, but I. Netflix recommended it to me, and it was exactly right. I don't know if you guys have seen that one, but it's fun. Nope. Yeah. Everything sucks. Yeah. It's a, a 90s set high school drama, but it's really good. It deals with serious issues, but it's also like very funny. <laughs> I don't know. I like it a lot. One season, 10 episodes. Was it supposed to have one season, or was it just like, can- can- we canceled you? Uh, I think it's the latter. I think they canceled it, but like okay. they get to tell a complete story. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah, I mean, if it's... That's the other thing, right? Yeah, it's tricky with with things that get canceled before they get to finish their story, as yeah. opposed to stuff that's like self-contained, right? Like this was supposed to be six episodes or eight episodes or what have you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it gets a story, I don't care. You know, I mean, like, or I care less for sure. Um, it's like a long yeah. movie. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about this on we just recorded Biff earlier, and we were talking about WandaVision, and like, if WandaVision is one season, I think that would be. Fine. It seems designed to be um, right, like, and and that's fine if that's yeah, a show. Yeah, it that's seems like this be, this yeah. particular you know the the way they've set it up. I mean, they could do another season of the two characters and maybe call it something else or whatever. I mean, but but it would, the it, whole it would be a setting would it would be a, conflict yeah. would be completely different. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say we started rewatching uh, Justified after trying to find a bunch of other shows that would simultaneously entertain both me and my wife and we had started we'd watched most of the first season several months ago uh and we kind of jumped back in it we've watched a bunch of the second season that's a really great show if you've never seen it yeah but yeah we went through like three or four other different shows and she would watch like an episode or even part of an episode and be like no this isn't working (laughs) which is tough when you're trying to like find shows to watch yeah we've done that we've done that a fair amount yeah in some ways there's too much right like like Life's I too like short the Queen's Gambit so far, but I've not been able to get through it. Oh, man, I really like the Queen's Gambit. Yeah. I just didn't even have... It wasn't... I, I haven't seen any of it, but it wasn't enough to sort of draw me in. I heard a lot of people talk about it, but it was like, I just don't think it's a show I want to watch right now. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Well, we, you know, we, we're suffering from, suffering from plentiful options. I, I put that one in the same category as Ted Lasso in that it made me feel good to watch, even though it's not at all the same kind of show. I, I don't know. I really... I really like it. I give it as hearty an endorsement as people give Ted Lasso. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you give it as hearty an endorsement as you give Ted Lasso? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. All right. Karen tried to read the book. Um, she she got the book after enjoying the show, and um, it's a book. And something else, <laughs> something bad happened in it, and she was like, "Wait, a minute, this is not the same as in the, <laughs> this is not as good. I'm not enjoying this as the much." The Queen's Gambit is a book. I, I I I don't know that as a fact at all, but you're right. It is. Yeah. It's a book. Yeah. It's a novel from 1983, the year Dan and I turned three. God, I didn't know it was that. I didn't know it was that old. I wouldn't have thought so. But. There you go. Can I see that space rover land? 
that was amazing. Actually, it was pretty incredible. That was absolutely amazing. If you have not seen that space rover, if you have not seen the, the Mars Perseverance landing, you uh, get thee to a video yeah. outlet. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like I turned it on thinking like, oh, maybe I'll put this in the background. I won't be that into it. Like I'll just something to watch in the background. And I was I was enraptured. I, oh, I actually yeah. thought it was amazing. It was incredible to watch. Yeah. And I I went and watched. I, I had to give a talk this past weekend uh, about uh automata and ai and robots and stuff and so i was actually using stuff f- from that because it, they talked about the like the thing where it, it has to figure out where to land and it's sort of doing it on mm-hmm. the fly with essentially machine learning right like let's look at the radar let's compare it to the map that we know oh we're over here we should move and you're like the, it has to do the, all this the, entirely the Siri by lander itself. crashed into the sun yeah <laughs> But the fact that it has to do, because it takes like 11 minutes or whatever for radio waves to get back and forth, it's not like you can tell it like, oh, no, you're going to crash. Yeah. It's already crashed mm-hmm. by that point. <laughs> so, right. yeah, it's I, I thought it was incredible to watch. And then they put out that video yeah. with all the like showing it like, you know, the from the lander point of view and the crane and all of that as a freaking yeah. crane. Amazing. Yeah, that and that's the first time that we've been able to see that kind of thing. I mean, obviously right. stuff like that has happened before, and, you, and they would show you like this is the way it's going to happen, and then the part and then all of a sudden, hey, it's there. But of the, of the media they were putting out afterwards, I was amused by because like you you can now hear Mars, and I was like, you're goddamn right, I want to hear Mars. Like, got, <laughs> I, we've never been able to hear Mars. When can and I then, smell Mars? The sound of Mars. The first the, the the clip that I saw first, it was like with the sounds the the rover makes itself. And then they were like, and here's a version where we filter that out. And the sound of Mars is wind. Yes. Yep, <laughs> sure. Mars, I don't well, know yeah. what I expected it to sound yeah, like. Right. <laughs> Hello, Lex. <laughs> <laughs> well, so my kids wanted to know, what did it sound like? Because I, I was telling the story. I listened to it. It was like, me, moo, rap, aliens. And they found that joke hilarious because my kids love me. But the, <laughs> I don't know. I still think it's cool to get to hear the sounds of Mars. It is. Just, it was like, yeah, it's like, no, I'm sounds, with you. sounds just like you expect. Yep. Sounds like, sounds a like wind. shitty, desolate place. <laughs> Well, it ain't no kind of place to raise your kids. Yeah. Neither is Earth. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Fair. <laughs>